Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I'm your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe, Worshipful Brother Ken. Tonight's topic is going to be a good one. It's going to be the P2 Lodge, also known as Propaganda Do. Uh, we're not going to go through all of our plugs. We're just going to say that uh, if you, you know where to find us, FreemasonsPodcast.com, community page, fan page on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Discord, which uh, we talk all day with, and on top of that, we also, I just released a, um, what we do on Patreon, and I did, uh, it was, I was solo, because Joe was stuck in traffic. Happens. Again, Ken, check your shoes, I think he stepped in something. He was at the Chinese food restaurant. It's highly probable, <laughs> not at the Chinese food restaurant. But, uh, go on Patreon, you can catch extra episodes, including, uh, we get into esoteric, as well as the reading of Morals and Dogma, from Albert Pike. And uh, if you're interested, pop on there. Sign up. It's uh, less than, what, pretty much a freaking coffee. It's less, less than a cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah, uh, well, it depends on where you buy coffee. your coffee from. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely Cumberland true. Farms, eh. Yeah, truck Starbucks, stop. definitely. Yeah, so, uh, all right. We're going to go into Facebook likes. Oh, we didn't charge any of our cannons. Damn it, Ken. Uh, Damn it, Ken. Uh, I'll take Ken's the cannon charge. This one. What's up, Roger? Roger. Ginger Ale coming at you. I don't know how you sing a song, Roger. I can make a song out of anything. I, I got that from my dad. You, I can literally make a song out of anything you want. Uh, all right. So, I'm trying to remember where we left off. I used to work with your dad. Yes, you had mentioned that. It was quite some time ago. At, uh, yeah, I won't mention the company yes, name, the, but yes. yes the I look like I'm getting fat. No, I don't look like I'm getting fat. There's no looking about it. <laughs> I've actually been running a lot. And I actually, lost weight and you found it. Ah, I actually went uh, hiking with the kids a little while ago up at uh, Nartuck State Forest. They had fun. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to go through likes. And uh, again, if I double, uh, if I double liked you... Eh, sorry. But uh, let's see here. We have uh, Robert Medrano, Corey Tharp, Helion Tarty, Jeremy Rixey, Joe Davis, and Vince Ramos. If I missed you or I did you twice, congratulations. I think you got it right. I think I got it right, too. Yep. So uh, we're all filled up. Ken, lead it. All right. Brothers, right hand to arms. 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 Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 All right. That's nice. Smooth. That was a good one. Yeah, it's smoother than the regular. Yeah, I think so, too. So Uh, Canada Dry Light, right? Canada Dry. Canada Dry. Dry. Let's start with the dry stuff. Next thing we'll be talking about Polar. orange dry. Orange dry. Or anything else. I'm not getting back into that again. 
Uh, but let's see here. Uh, on trying to find uh, if we have any more likes on Apple. As soon as my uh, phone decides to cooperate, you want to pass your. Uh, no, it's just not telling me. It's just going to do whatever it wants to do. It's like your kids. It's like my kids, right? Uh, no, it's. I'm trying to. Damn fruit flies. We're going to start this again, huh? As soon as we start recording, they come out. I swear, they're coming out of the equipment. I think so. Coming out of this old laptop. Georgie, can, can you, you guys get solid? Could you grab me a paper towel or a napkin or something from there? Pretty please. Can you guys Thank see you. if there's any Apple reviews? Because my phone just isn't cooperating. I uh, will hop in right now. Let's see what we can find. Apple review. I, I could just tag into uh, Ken's uh, Wi-Fi Thank or you, his hotspot. Um, what's your password? Whoa, whoa, you'll just use anybody's hotspot? Now? Oh, uh, my hotspot? Yes, what's your password? Uh, Joe's hair sucks. Oh, okay. And if yeah. I decide to use Joe's, what's yours? George's little. <laughs> So I take no flack at all. That's great. Yeah, that. you get you get off scot free. Yeah, on a you, lot do, of you pretty crap. much do. All right, I can't get onto Apple, but uh, if I think you, we need to go a whole. If you uh, if you like this on Apple review, uh, crap on we'll get to it at yeah. some point tonight. Rage against the Tarwood episode. Yeah, that's fine. So uh, got some new uh, artwork coming out from Brother Peter Daigle, and I think you guys will like it when you see it. I'll show it to you later. I'm not going to reveal it yet because he's still in the process of working on it. But uh, we're going to get to it. Does it have to do with the Filipinas? Or... No, 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 no. It's actually... Uh, you you've seen it, Joe, too. actually. It was all of, it was all of oh, us. Oh, the, the yeah, one where I really look like good. a musketeer? <laughs> oh, I haven't seen this yet. This is yeah, I'll have to show it to you later. So uh, let's see here. While you're doing that, I'm looking up the Apple stuff. That's fine, because I'm looking for... Uh, I'm looking for where we left off in George Washington's Rules of Civility and uh, for... Masons and Lifen and Lodge. And I'm trying to find where I left off. I had to, again, I, we broke down everything uh, a while ago. But okay, here we go. Uh, number 106. Set not yourself at the upper of the table, but if it be you, uh, your due. Oh, God. Try this again. Uh, set not yourself at the upper of the table, but if it be your due or that the, uh, the master of the house will have it so, contend not. Lest you should be trouble the company. Very old English. Be in that trouble, one. yeah, and like yeah. bring trouble upon them. So that is to say, never assume a higher station or place of honor at a banquet. Wait patiently until the host directs you to your seat. No one is bothered if you are called up from a lower place to a higher, but many may be embarrassed if you forced from a higher seat to a lower seat. Fair enough. Uh, if you want to attribute that to Lodge, uh, you know, if you are a district deputy, just as an example, mm -hmm. uh, normally you're asked if you would like to sit in the east next to the master. But if he doesn't, don't make a big deal out of it. But also don't go plant your ass in the seat and him ask you to be removed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. That would be very embarrassing. Well, during an official visit, they're actually offered the... Uh the master's chair as in you can preside over the meeting right and actually i've never actually seen them take him up on that offer. district deputy could actually close the meeting yep if uh you look at um our if you look at the district deputy manual technically speaking they are supposed to close the meeting but really it doesn't really happen at least that's the one i had when i had my district deputy uh my booklet pamphlet whatever you want to call it it was one of the things was the district deputy closed the meeting supposed to close the meeting. but we saw it, that in the rules and regs uh, well, it was during my first year. We'll leave that alone. Okay. 
<laughs> I don't see any new reviews on Apple. Do you yeah, know? the most recent one I see is from Nathan. September 27th from Nathan, yeah. which I think we've already Yeah, seen. we've already covered that. All right. Well, either way, give us some reviews. Give us some reviews. You have not reviewed us yet. Come on. Positive and uh, constructive criticism, if negative. Yeah. Greg Schultz, can you guys get some official Freemasons podcast cannons so we could toast at home with you, too? Oh. Oh. That's, that's idea. an idea. Hmm. We're going to have to... Uh, we don't have those up on the store? No. That's amazing. Perhaps no, we need... Uh, the, the store is only a clothing line. Oh. But I can I can look for another glassware company that does it. And, I think yeah. you do it through Zazzle. They might be able to do it. Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com. Zazzle. You can uh, do it. If they do stuff like that. <laughs> I was into... You said Zazzle. I, into, I don't know. I thought a Dream of Genie or something. Just... Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of cinnamon clandestiny. <laughs> Don't that's where you were thinking. Cinnamon clandestiny. Ah, uh, yes, that's his stripper name. That. I'd like that. It's a stripper name. Stage name. Stage Hi, Rocco. Name. What's up, brother? We should have a stage name generator on our website. <laughs> it's like all little Cinnamon. bits and phrases that we have, and it mixes it up. You weren't here. For, uh, I thought you were here for cinnamon clandestiny. I was not here for cinnamon oh. clandestiny. Hey guys, your mom popped on. My mom. No, oh. Anna and Georgie's mother. She has a great company called Unique. She sells makeup. So if there's any uh, guys who want to give uh, want to give their wives, girlfriends a present, it's a Unique. Samantha Fair, hit her up. Figure I throw a plug in there. Hi Sam. All right. Oh my God. Razzle Zazzle the Ginger Nose. This <laughs> <laughs> is a Rocco. <laughs> Actually, I think What's he up, wrote Soren? the Ginniger Nose. Whatever the hell. I gotta catch up. Is. I'm behind here. Uh, Greg Schultz, at first I thought he said asshole. <laughs> That's my other website where you'll find clips from Cinnamon Clandestiny. Oh, God. Don't start with your stripper name, please. <laughs> we could started... go back to Joe Norman. Yeah, I know. He started, sh- he started the shit like two, episodes, two episodes ago with the Cinnamon Clandestiny He's thing. really good at coming up with like, You're funny names. He is. All right. So uh, let's get into it. Topic of the night. The P2 Lodge in Italy, also known as Propaganda Do. Uh, Ken, I know you did a lot of research. Why don't you start it off? So I did a lot of background research on it. Um, the one mean? thing that I could never find out, and I'll get to it in a second, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, So Propaganda Do was the name of a Masonic Lodge under the Grand Orient of Italy, Correct. which is the Grand Lodge, mm-hmm. rec- you know, recognized Masons in Italy. Um I believe it was formed in 1877. Yes, it was sir. originally given the name Propaganda because at that time in history, um, the Grand Orient of Italy was just naming lodges. They weren't naming and numbering them mm-hmm. like we do here. I'm guessing there were probably more than one lodge in Italy named Propaganda because at some right. point, I believe maybe it was in the 60s, mm-hmm. they were redesignated Propaganda Do, which right. is the, you know, the Italian 2, hence P2. Mm-hmm. Propaganda too. Um, originally, it was a completely regular lodge. Uh, it was mostly populated by um, men of state and um, that had high up positions in the military in and Italy. Dan the Italian. And Dan the Italian. How is he not here? For this? <laughs> I don't know. Dan, get your butt here. We, we really do we need, need more need, Italians here for this. We need an expert. Um, the Puerto but, Rican uh, refers to as Italian. Yeah. We present <laughs> the, him as such. He identifies as Italian. Italian. Um, I mean, he's got the Mario and Luigi look to him. I mean, you can't deny it. <laughs> a little bit. 
So anyway, there, there were a lot of uh, there were there were Italian noblemen, you know, from the the original um, noble families in Italy that were members of this lodge. Uh, there were men that were high up in the government that were members of this lodge, and I believe the reason behind that had something to do with the fact that um, where it was located, these men couldn't go mm-hmm. back home and join, you know, visit their lodges regularly, so that they were going to this lodge on right. a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that has. I guess in in Italy during the time, it caused a lot of uh, conversations to go on among all these high-ranking individuals. You could kind of imagine these are powerful guys that are in this lodge together, and Mm -hmm. one thing leads to another, and... You know, they do each other favors and stuff like that. They start getting, they start pushing the envelope of what... Yeah, of what may be considered Masonic. Now, the one thing that I couldn't find any reference to whatsoever... All these sources talk about the fact that their their charter was revoked. Yes, right? it so was. originally something happened. What I don't quite know. Maybe you guys have some information on it. But in the nineteen seventies, uh, the early late sixties and early seventies, the Grand Orient of Italy started um, preparing to to expel and suspend the charter of this mm-hmm. lodge, and eventually revoked the charter entirely. And expelled all of the members of the lodge, mm-hmm. and that was in 1976 yep. when they actually yes. revoked the charter. Yep. Right um, now, all of the really, mm-hmm. you know, the, I'm sure we'll get into the mysteries and all of the, uh, the, yep. the crimes and stuff like that that they mm-hmm. were implicated in. But all of that happened after that point. Right. So it really kind of makes you wonder if they were just a regular lodge, and then all of a sudden their charter was revoked and they went clandestine. And what was it that ex- made the Grand Orient of Italy choose to do that? I couldn't find any information. Uh, I found a little bit, and it says um, uh, it talks about a guy named Gelli, G E L L I, Jelly, <laughs> the master of the lodge. Uh, took a list of sleeping members. Members not invited to to participate in Masonic rituals anymore, as Italian Freemasonry was under close scrutiny by Christian Democrats in power. Uh, For these initial connections, Gielli was able to extend his network through the echelons of the Italian establishment. So this guy was kind of uh, networking, kind of pushing the envelope. You know, again, Freemasonry doesn't recruit. This guy was actively going out after people from what I've gathered. Um, but again, very lucrative. So I think this one particular guy was kind of up to no good. But it says... Uh, and this it, was in the 60s. This when, was in the when 60s. When this lodge was already principally comprised of powerful men. He Correct. was like, well, we're going to get some more. The Grand Orient of Italy officially expelled Gielli. So they actually expelled him definitively. So he was the one who was kind of... They expelled him and the P2 Lodge in 1976. Uh, in 1974, it's proposed that P2 was erased from the list of lodges of the Grand Orient of Italy, and the motion carried overwhelmingly. So these guys were up to some shady shit, and the entire Grand Orient, which is the Grand Lodge of Italy, wiped them out. They said, nope, we're done. And they erased the entire lodge off the records. You have to do be doing some pretty... Now, I also want to add to this. The reason why we're having so much trouble trying to find out why they were expelled is because Freemasonry is not going to be like, yeah, one of our lodges was uh, having hookers and blow at a meeting. Like, yeah. they're going to keep and that quiet. That around. They're, they're not going to spread that around because then it, it makes the entire Grand Lodge look bad that they had right. a defunct lodge that was off doing whatever the hell it was doing. Now, that's just an example that George I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'm going to be clear about that. It was an example. It was an example. 
Don't need to give any of our, you know, YouTubers any more ammunition. No. Uh, no. Let's give even an example. The Grand Lodge is going to keep quiet about that lodge and the bad things that they were doing. But what they did was they dealt with it swiftly and in definitively mm-hmm. by expelling Gielli and uh, the P2 Lodge. Wiped them out. Mm-hmm. Erased them off the record. They continued to be a lodge and they were... Um, they now became clandestine. Yep. So... As an example, even if Morningstar has its charter pulled, we can still meet and say, yeah, we're still meeting, but we would be a clandestine, a clandestine lodge. Right. We would no longer be officially recognized. Right. In our case, the Grand Lodge. In their case, the Grand right. Orient. Unfortunately, with clandestine lodges, and this is where the problem is, and for any of those who are watching who don't know what a clandestine lodge is, they are not Masons. They are not affiliated to every Mason Masonic Lodge is affiliated to a Grand Lodge. If it's in the state of Connecticut, your Grand Lodge would be the state of Connecticut, mm-hmm. New York, and so on and so forth. There's a grand overhead body that oversees them. Clandestine lodges don't have that. You'll get a clandestine lodge that says, Oh yeah, our affiliation is to the Grand Lodge of Orlando. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> or there may be a Grand Lodge that would for all intents and purposes, be regular Masons practice right. the same ritual that we do. But if our Grand Lodge, to which we owe you know, right. allegiance, doesn't recognize that other Grand Lodge, then all yep. the lodges under its jurisdiction to us exactly. are clandestine mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right, exactly. Uh, even like, for instance, international Freemasonry is not recognized by our Grand Lodge. It's not considered, they're considered clandies. Love the name Clandies. <laughs> I heard that one recently Clandy. too, and I'm like, really? I we think Joe up? did it. I think Joe was yeah. the first one to say, "Are you a Clandy?" You're a Clandy. No, you were Papa George. Remember? Yeah. Are you a Clandy? No. Are you calling me a Clandy? Oh, <laughs> oh, that, uh, that puppet. He's something uh, else. He's something else. Papa George. Now, you know him. what? Even though the, uh, the Grand Orient in Italy did this to the P2 Lodge and expelled them to try to cut their ties with anything nefarious, it didn't really do anything for Freemasonry in Italy at that time because in 1981, the government said that even regular Masonic lodges under the Grand Orient of Italy were mm. outlawed, not recognized by right. the government because right. of the... the powers that be at that time mm-hmm. yeah and they actually had a, a an article 18 of the constitution of italy that banned secret associations that's... and that's kind of what they like nope you yeah. so no, it was a bad no place good. to be a mason anyway at that yeah. time yeah. uh so anyway let's get into uh this stuff so anyway this lodge after 19 uh, let's see here 1974 1974 is proposed that p2 be erased from the list of lodges and the motion carried but it actually didn't go into effect until 1976. So uh, just for the record, they were no longer considered Masons in 1976. And actually, well, it even could be considered 1974. They pretty much put a kibosh to them. Yep. So it was in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems that the Grand Orient in 1976 had only suspended but not actually expelled the lodge on Gielli's request. Gielio was found to be an active in the Grand Orient's national affairs two years later, financing the election of a new Grand Master. Now, that's funny. Financing. So a clandestine Mason is starting campaigning. He's for campaigning. He's and funding it. And, and funding. funding it. You don't see that in the U.S. Yeah, that's, again, it's just foreign masonry. This isn't the U.S., mm. but you pulled that stuff over here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. Vote for me. Um, yeah, it'd be I really bad. I want to be a grandmaster. 
the Grand Lodge would be handing out ass whoopings like it was nobody's business. Yeah. But all right, so uh, let's get into um, uh, let's get into the first thing, uh, and this goes to March 1981. So this lodge is now clandestine; they are not part of the Grand Lodge or the Grand Orient of Italy. Uh, and I'll do this one because I thought this one was pretty cool. And then if you guys want to jump from here, mm-hmm. you already know what it's about. Uh, I think so. Is this the one? Yeah. The activities of the P2 Lodge were discovered by prosecutors while investigating banker Michel Sidona. I hope I got that right. Tried my best Italian. We don't have Dan up here, you, so. You did all right. Michel Sidona. I don't know. Uh, again, Dan's not up here to correct my Italian, so. I'm going to keep taking shots at him all night because this is an Italian lodge. The collapse of his bank in ties to the mafia. So this guy was involved in organized crime. Uh, And again, I just want to throw it out there that if any one of the Masons here or across the state were involved with anything illegal or ties to organized crime or anything like that, wouldn't be Masons anymore. Snatch your dues card in seconds. You will no longer be affiliated to us. Uh, I believe that you can, even on a misdemeanor, potentially have your dues cards ripped away from you, even though, I don't know how it depends on the misdemeanor. Uh, or even if you're, excuse me, maybe not a misdemeanor. I think maybe the Masonic trial would have to ensue on a misdemeanor, but if right. it's a felony and you're if it's a felony, you're gone. They like, will yank it. your card. Before there's even a Masonic trial, it's in our charges, it's in our yeah. duties as a Mason. If you have any type of felony, boom, you're gone. Yeah. There's not even a debate about it. The Grand Master will yank your card, and that's the end of you. Uh, pending the charges... There can be a trial and a hearing for that. There can be a trial and a hearing, but pending... Let's say that the charges in... in Out in this... Whatever. I don't want to say civil court, but is that what it's considered? A civil court? Uh, usually it's criminal court. Criminal, criminal court. Only, yeah. If you got found not guilty, now you got a leg to stand on. Mm-hmm. But they will yank you before that even happens with the hopes that you'll get it back if you're found not guilty. If you're guilty, you're done. <laughs> See, I think... Uh, pretty I might, confident I might be that. wrong, but I'm pretty. Sh- I was pretty sure that you have to be convicted in order for them to. I also start a trial think or take your dues card that if there's beyond in, the shadow of a doubt, proven though. guilty. Yep. Oh, Gideon's on. What's up, Gideon? So. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're innocent until proven guilty again. But if it's beyond the reasonable doubt, we know of cases where mm-hmm. it's pretty much it's yeah. signed, sealed, and delivered. Yep. You're done. Like, if if they what show cases up, are these you speak of? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I've said it before. You know, every organization has its 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 dirty little secrets. Not dirty well, secrets, but no, bad seeds. Bad seeds. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Uh, so, it happens. There, there's no organization on this planet that can sit there and say that every single member is squeaky clean, including Freemasonry. He's got, what, 3 million in the, in the United States? Mm-hmm. 6 million worldwide or better? Yep. How do you keep 6 million people with their noses clean? Yeah. You won't. And sometimes those people will do naughty clean. things after they're already members, too. So right. it's like... There's also uh, the guy in uh, Australia. I know we're getting off on a tangent here, but it's kind of funny. But uh, somebody posted the guy of in Australia who was a former Mason... Who got shit housed and hit himself in a closet <laughs> or inside the or the pipe organ? Oh, I, saw the, oh, <laughs> the I had not seen that. Oh my god! In Australia, <laughs> he, he got tanked and ended up hiding himself in the right. Am I right? He it was, was a, a pipe former or, mason. He was a former mason. Former. He got yeah. He got he, he hid inside the pipe organ <laughs> with a bunch of hamburgers or something. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what it was the weird. hell? That's weird. That is. Oh, okay. Uh, 
That's I don't even hilarious. know how to comment on that. <laughs> you could see yourself doing that, couldn't you? Who can I no, see doing I would, that? I would never do Probably that. half of Morningstar Lodge. <laughs> Messner. Just, oh my god. Waking up in a pipe organ and a Masonic lodge. Just Rafferty <laughs> in the chamber of reflection with a bunch of freaking McDoubles in it. Like, the, the yellow and Crying. orange wrappers all over the place. <laughs> and he's like, in a, he's, it's like that Hasselhoff video. Remember they had Hasselhoff? Oh, That's Rafferty. On the bathroom floor with a burger. Yes. Yeah. In the chamber of reflection just uh-huh. in there. Crying. Burger. We were above that. I'd like to think we're about it. I think so. I think we're <laughs> All right, let's get... At least most of us. But anyway. <laughs> He's going to be so pissed if he signs... <laughs> we digress. We digress. Mm. <clears throat> uh, Gideon Bookerman. <clears throat> What's up, Gideon, from Amsterdam? Uh, in Holland... Or, excuse me, Holland. Uh, there's a case of a Mason who told his fellow Masons that he'd killed somebody, and his brothers refused to talk because he told them this in secret. Hmm. Was that Gideon that time he went for a bike ride? <laughs> he was an amazing at that point. Oh my god. It's gotta be Gideon because he started listening to our podcast and a uh in a um an old woman ended up perishing That's because he didn't make it there. All, it's not true at all, but it's funny to hold the pick but on him. Ken did make a good point where he was not a Mason. Yes. But uh all right. Anyway, let's get back into the P2 because we got on a little tangent, which was funny as hell. But anyway. Uh Let's see here. Prostigator, uh, uh, prostigators. Let's try that again. I was reading too fast. Sorry. My fault. Is that like a prostitute <laughs> investigator? <laughs> yes. Uh, prosecutors, while investigating banker Michel Sedona after the collapse of his bank in ties to the mafia. In March 1981, police found a list of alleged members in Gielli's house in Arezzo. Go with it. Go with uh, we'll go with it. It contained 962 names among which were important state officials, important politicians, and a number of military officers, including the head of the three Italian secret services. Yeah. Future Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi. <laughs> Boobity bobbity. I'm doing this good. I love how you I'm put, kicking well, ass. You're putting the accent on it. You're doing all right. all right. Berlusconi. I'm doing a great job here. Uh he was on the list, uh, although he had not yet entered politics at the time. Another famous member was Victor Emmanuel. A son of the last Italian king. Oh. Yeah, there's, so there were some powerful people. Yeah, so this guy and Adam Weishaupt, they're basically right on point. Let me write down all my sketchy friends and put them on paper. Not smart. Yeah, he did the same thing as uh, Adam Weishaupt. So a little bit of background on the political scene at at the time that all of these events are taking place in Italy. The government is very left-wing at this point. It's very Christian Democrat, according to the the Italian system. Um, the individuals that were members of the P two Lodge were very right-wing. Right. So it's important that we ultra right-wing, ultra right-wing. Um, so when we go through some of the things that happened and some of the 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 events and some of the crimes that the P two yep. Lodge was implicated in, you got to think about the fact that. The government was was heavily left controlled, and they were very right wing, and it adds a little bit of color to. Uh, on top of that, uh, what's the word? I'm what's from that? I'm trying to think of. I, all I keep saying, I'm, 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 I had a thought, and then Rocco screwed me all up because he said, "Read the headline again." And it's former Freemason naked inside pipe organ. That's important. <laughs> This is a very important detail. Yeah, definitely, Mister. Bare ass. <laughs> it's definitely Mister. Oh my God! 
<laughs> All right. I mean, so when well, you hit rock bottom, you can't eat burgers fully clothed. No, right. I mean, you got to be naked. Come on now. At least half naked. But if you're gonna do it. Be honest. <laughs> oh shit. A lot of these have been turning a lot sideways lately when we're trying to do serious topics. But, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Now I remember. Just understand that there is a lot that happened with this P2 Lodge in Italy, and it's a lot to cover. So we're going to try doing our absolute best. If you're interested and you want to look into this, there's a lot to cover. And we can go for hours talking about this. But, uh, Ken, you got the next one? Yeah, sure. So I, I know Joe don't. We already talked about the banking scan. Okay, so there was another. Uh, so this happened, I believe, in 1980. You guys know about the Bologna massacre? No. In Italy? Okay. Go ahead. No, I know about the Capicola, though. So we talked about this Gelli. <laughs> Gelli? Gelli? I forget how you're pronouncing him. I said Gelli. Gelli, even though there's no I. Uh, Gelli. Jelly. So, so Gelli, who was the leader of the lodge at that time, he was the, I don't know. I, they still even called him master at that point, but he was in charge of that lodge. And uh, he and other members of the lodge, along with the head of the Secret Service, or one of the Secret Service branches, um, were accused of attempting to impede the investigation of the Bologna Massacre. Um, Ham got away. Huh? Nothing. Continue. Okay. Um. Bologna Massacre occurred in Italy on uh, August 2nd, 1980, and I guess 85 people were killed uh, Were killed, and more than 200 people. Did you were, say killed? I did say killed. <laughs> I just needed to point that out. When I, when, I, when I read notes and try to... I get, I get shit all the time, but when I, see, when I hear it... For the record, I was going to let it go, because I only like picking on him. So. Oh, hell no. I'm not letting that shit go. I catch that it all the time, so you know what? Done killed him. Done killed him. Done killed him. Wrecked him. Damn so, near killed him. So 85 people were killed. 200 were wounded in the Bologna Massacre. It was a big deal in what Italy, was... and they were implicated in in not necessarily in doing anything to conduct it, but to impede impeding the uh, investigation. And why did the Bologna Massacre happen? Is there like a... The 1980 Bologna bombing. Let's take oh. a look. Bologna Massacre was a terrorist bombing on the Bologna Central Railway Station in Bologna, Italy, on the morning of 2nd August 1980, which killed 85 people, wounded over 200. Several members of the neo-fascist uh, ter- uh, the neo-fascist terrorist organization, Nuclei Armati Revolutionary, so the Armed wow. Revolutionary Nuclei, were sentenced for the bombing. Although the group denied involvement. It was a, yeah. And there's pictures of it here in the railway station. I mean, they they bombed a railway station full of people. Wow. Pretty messed up. And why the hell would the Masonic Lodge or the So the P2 Lodge, they were very clandestine at that point. Clandestine Lodge. They were were super, (laughs) super clandy by 1980. And they weren't implicated in the actual bombing. It was uh, obstruction of justice. So they were trying, they were, you know, messing around with the the investigation the police were conducting. Probably because there were people who were members of the lodge that might have been people of interest in that investigation, and so but, you know, ostensibly they went and tried to to uh, mess up the investigation. Right. I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't know that that was something that P two um, was linked with until yeah, I started that's... digging into it a little bit. And then the old uh, Banco Ambrosiano scandal. I'm sure you guys. That's what I was actually. That. That's what I was looking for, actually. Okay, so I'll do a little bit of background. Um, that's the one with the uh, 
Roberto Calvi. Yeah, the Roberto Calvi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is one of the ones that pops up a lot on some of the Freemasonry, Freemasonry exposed shows mm-hmm. that you see on the History Channel. Right. Um, keep in mind, this did happen in 1982. So again, the, this lodge super clandestine, do, and all of the people that are associated with it were super clandestine by that. Bunch point. of clandies. They were not recognized Masons. Masonry had nothing to do with this particular murder. Right. Uh, also, you're probably going to have to bust him out the second half. I uh, think you know that, right? He's over there talking. You're going to have yeah, to. Yeah, bu- he, he's kind of he's, he's working the camera right now. Yeah, I know. He's, he's got he's a lot been. to say about clandestine lodges. <laughs> Um, so this happened, uh, let's see, so the Banco Ambrosiano was one of Milan's big premier banks, um, right. and it was owned in part by the Vatican Bank. Obviously. Right, I was going to say, they the were Vaticans, affiliated with the yeah, Vatican in some way. And they're involved in a lot of banking in Italy, Yes, um, especially at that point. Um, and its president... I also just want to add, while we're on that... The Vatican Bank was also accused of funneling covert United States funds to the Polish Trade Union Solidarity and to the Contras through Banco Ambrosiano. Mm-hmm. La so- <laughs> He ran that Solidarność Polish thing. No, he did. La was the head of that. Polish oh really? Union. I did not know that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm half Polak. I thought you were just going like on a freaking rant. That's no. I'm like. Oh. Lech was the head of that. Uh, Interest oh. that movement. So, uh, so anyway, the the president of uh, Banco Ambrosio. So they were doing Ambrosio some shady stuff. Was Roberto Calvi? Okay, and mm. Roberto Calvi was found hanging underneath. I believe it was the Black Friars Bridge. If I'm not, I believe yes. you're correct. Yes. Yep. Um, hanging underneath the bridge, dead, obviously, with uh, bricks in his pocket. Yes. And that was, you know, if you watch these Freemasonry shows, it's, oh, the Masons, obviously, they work with cement, and <laughs> cement has something to do with right. uh, with with bricks. So it must have been the Freemasons that had something in it. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, the P2 Lodge definitely, some members of that lodge were involved in this murder, but... What? It wasn't found oh, to... Oh, you got a Papa George thing? I don't. Well, what George got? does. Okay, what? That gives new meaning to hit the bricks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, initially that was that that murder was ruled a suicide, and then it got open reopened as a murder investigation. Well, here's another interesting thing. Some of the uh, Calvi was a member of the Licio Jellies Gelli, whatever his name is, illegal Masonic Lodge propaganda do. So Calvi was a member of it who referred to themselves oh, as man. the Frati Neri, or Black Friars. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of symbolical that he was found underneath the, the bridge, bridge with so, stone or bricks in his pocket yeah, because ancient stonemasons made stones and used yep. brick. True. So that's why it's attributed to them. So Ma- he was a former member of he was that a, lodge, yes. which, by the way, is a clandestine lodge. Yes. I wanna, we want to keep... Yeah. Stressing the yes. fact that this isn't this is Clandy not, alert. This is Clandy not, alert. This is not how we deal with our former members. And no, this is not at all. It's actually. Do you want to quickly talk about how we deal with our former members, whether they're dropped NPD or by doing shady shit? What do we do, boys? Yeah, so if you don't pay your dues, you can be suspended or expelled. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are found guilty of a Masonic crime, you can be suspended or expelled. Or reprimanded. Or reprimanded. Three, yeah. Yeah. But how do we, as active Masons, if we bang into these people, how do we deal with them? We do not communicate Masonically. 
mm-hmm. with them, which means basically you're no longer a brother of the fraternity. You're just somebody we know. On depending the, on the severity, on the road. depending on the severity, I won't even dis- I won't even talk to you. Yeah, I won't even associate. You turn your back on. Me. I will turn your back on yeah. you. Depending yeah, on what you did. If it's something egregious, absolutely. Right. Yeah. If it's an NPD, no, I'm not going to obviously be like, and walk the hell away from you. Yeah. Like, it's I'm not going to be rude. But if I find out that you're like a, a child diddler or something, yeah. and you're like, no, I'm good. Goodbye. Yeah. Hopefully you're not still on the street with these If you end up there. not getting punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to add that um, too. But I mean, NPDs and stuff, I mean, they can always come back into the fraternity you just pay what you owe and you're you're back you're a brother again you're still a brother i believe even when you're npd you just can't communicate sonically go to meetings and you can even we've even had turn my back on one we've had npd brothers come and join us for dinner yeah yeah and they just can't attend the state of communication (laughs) but they're still masons they can still enjoy the fellowship of the evening yep but when it comes to official masonic business yep they gotta go. Okay. Uh-oh. So before we take our break, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back. But uh, Peter, a uh, brother Peter Daigle, <laughs> yeah, he gave us a breakdown of the word "killed." Oh, Verb God. one <laughs> used for when you read a history book about people being killed. <laughs> <laughs> Two to describe some that you killed multiple times and made sure that they're dead. See Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin <laughs> zombies. Oh boy. Killed it. Oh that's, Thanks, Brother Peter. Uh Worship Brother Joseph Schultz. I thought he said kilted. <laughs> Your turn, Ken. Guess what? Eighty five. No one's immune. No, no one is oh. immune. Massacre. Let's see here. And I think that's all we got. Um Well the other thing I want to add here is so in bad. um when they were searching after that whole Black Friar, Friar Bridge and um, Roberto Calvi thing went down, they were actually searching Gilly's, what they call a villa. So mm-hmm. It must have been very nice. Mm. Um, McMansion. They actually found some documents, and this is probably where a lot of that New World Order, taking mm-hmm. over the world, yep. Alex mm-hmm. Jones crap uh, comes from. Yep. Uh, they found a document entitled Plan for Dem- Democratic Rebirth, which called for a consolidation of the media, suppression of trade unions, and the rewriting of the Italian Constitution. Right. So there were Very members right in that right. uh, group that did actually want to overthrow. Well, and here's half the, the problem. Government. If you read in the beginning what I was basically saying, why is because, first off, they're getting high-ranking members, but they also had the Christian Democratic Party against right. them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So imagine if I'm just throwing hypothetical. Let's just say, yeah. and I don't want to use Republican or Democrat, we'll use Green Party. Okay. Let's say the Green Party's agenda was we're getting secret, we're getting rid of secret societies, including the Freemasons, Shriners, yeah. all. We're getting rid of them. And they came to power. If you think that Freemasonry wouldn't find a way to fight back, or every single meet Freemason right. in this country wouldn't vote against them if they were like the top ticket, let's just say for, you know shits and giggles green party was at the top of the thing if you don't think that the silent majority of freemasons wouldn't go vote against that green party mm-hmm. for someone else to win you got another thing coming yeah so that's pretty much and again i'm not by any means saying that i understand or agree with the p2 lodge yeah. in any way shape or form but they were actively 
trying to undermine what the Democratic or what the Christian Democratic Party in Italy was doing at the time. Yeah. So that's why you have all these documents. Who didn't like Freemasonry or any secret societies Correct. to begin with? Correct. And also the people that were members of that lodge. Now in Freemasonry, we have brothers from all walks of life in all of our right. lodges. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what your your political Correct. affiliation mm-hmm. is. The way that they constructed their lodge is everybody was of a very similar High, yes political mind and it happened to be against what the, the yeah, and they were party all, in Italy yeah they were all high party. officials that's what yeah. I was gonna get at too yes so. they're like mind but also high officials yeah. as well so you have we don't conspire against the government no we're, we're in fact forbidden from doing that we're, we're forbidden from even talking politics yeah. or we're told to be uh quiet peaceable people of of, of the in quietly What's the word? I'm quietly for? submit. Quietly yeah. submit to the local to, authorities, basically. Yes. Yep. Yep. In so many words. So. In which you live. Yeah, that's, which, that's right. a charge that we're given in our degree of... Right. Which I always... You know, it's funny when you think about that and then <coughs> talk about, you know, many of our founding fathers and leading revolution. Yeah, We've been right. accused of starting the French Revolution as well. It's like... And we're actually told not to foment revolution. Correct. And yet, right. during the Revolutionary War... I think different time, <sighs> but I, I think the defense of that is it was because they were fighting out against not a government, but against tyranny yes. and a tyrannical government yes. that had gone off the rails and had gone rogue. And yeah. I mean, realistically, a monarchy is no different than a tyranny, no different right. than, a, than a despot. Yeah. You have a king. Who and thinks he's given his power from God. Right. Yeah. You got to do something about you that. Got, I mean, it's, it's. It's a dictator government, for the most part, monarchy. It's and it stays within family lines. So, you know, you know, King George the Third or whatever, he was a descendant of King George the Second, or you know, in, all the way back. And then you have you know Henrys and everything, but it all pretty much stayed in line. Yep. So the the common people didn't have a. They had no voice. They had no voice. No, no. It was whatever he wanted. All right, brothers. What do you say? We take a quick break. Sure. Take a quick break. All right. We'll be back. And we are back, and we are going to be talking about P2 Lodge. Uh, we, we've already pretty much covered uh, the uh, the one guy hanging from underneath the bridge. We've covered the uh, the the notes and all the, the the fun noise of all the different people they had inside. And uh, Ken, what else you got here? Um, I just have the uh, the Protozion account. Whoa! All right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. What this was about was. Uh, one of the documents that was found in 1981 mm-hmm. um, after an investigation. And it was about a numbered bank account, which mm-hmm. was nicknamed, I guess, the Protozion account, the Union Bank of Switzerland in Lugano. Um, and it basically talked about the payment, um, a $7 million U.S. dollar payment uh, by the sure. president of ENI, Florio Fio, Fio, Fiorini, uh, through Roberto Calvi, who we heard about mm-hmm. earlier, to the Italian Socialist Party, oh. PSI, uh, who was led by Claudio Martelli on behalf of Bettino Craxi, the Socialist Prime Minister from 1983 to 1987. Mm-hmm. So some more political intrigue, yep. Yep. and yep. obviously a lot of money changing hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another another crime, or not really, well, I guess it technically was a crime. Uh, but that was the uh, P2 Lodge was implicated in that. Right. And uh, let's see, the full extent of the payment only became clear 12 years later in 1993 during Mani Puliti, 
which is Italian for clean hands, investigations into political corruption. And obviously P2 was really yep. big into, as part of their manifesto to, for the democratic rebirth of Italy, right. they said that a lot of it was going to require you know, a lot of uh, money-changing hands and corruption right. um, in order for that to take place. The money was allegedly a kickback on a loan, which the socialist leaders had organized to help bail out the Banco Ambrosiano. Mm. Um, kind of interesting. I mean, it kind of speaks to his money laundering. Basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it was also funneling money to um, a know, political party, politicians that mm-hmm. they approved of. Right. Um, and obviously, it was completely counter to the the ruling party in Italy at the time. So they were trying to subvert the government. Um, and this was obviously frowned upon, right, by the people in power at the time. What I have is the uh, Parliamentary Commission of Inquiry. Okay. Parliamentary in, uh, Commission of Inquiry, headed by Anselemi, concluded that the P2 Lodge was a secret criminal organization. So they actually criminalized them. Uh, allegations of uh, uh, surrep- oh, No, I, I put it right back on me. <laughs> Surreptitious? International relationship? Surreptitious. Surreptitious, thank Surreptitious you. Surreptitious meaning... That's, um, come on, that's a tough one. Uh, that that would have, George would have failed on a spell. spell <laughs> I'm sorry. Surreptitious uh, means under the radar, under, under the, the table. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so allegations of this under international relationships, mainly with Argentina. And we know Argentina is... Uh, there's a lot of South American P2 affiliates. Of, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of sketchy stuff that happens down there. No offense, just yeah, being no. honest. Just when it comes to P2. Uh, he repeatedly suggested that he was close friends of Juan Parano or Perino, and with some suspected affiliation with the American Central Intelligence Agency, were also partly confirmed. Oof! Soon, a political debate overtook a legal level of analysis. The majority reported that the P two action resulted in the pollution of the public life of a nation and aimed to alter, often in decisive fashion, the correct functioning of the institutions of the country, according to the project with intended to undermine our democracy. So what they basically concluded is that this P2 Lodge was trying to do some shady stuff to undermine the natural political process for the most part is what it's saying. At the very least, manipulate it. Manipulate it. Uh, I don't want to get political, but it sounds kind of familiar to what we're going through today. There are some similarities. Uh, The Minority Report by Masio Tidori (laughs) concluded that P2 was not just an abnormal outgrowth from a essentially healthy system as upheld by the majority report, but an inherent part of the system itself, which means this wasn't just a, wasn't just a, an actual pop-up out of, you know, disdain. This is something that was intentionally used to manipulate things. So, uh, and then the new Italian law prohibiting secret lodges, uh, even though outlawed by fascist dictator Bento Mussolini in 1925, which is, if you're interested, you can go back to uh, Freemasonry in Nazi Germany, our episode about that, and you'll hear all about the the fascists mm-hmm. and how the, their treatment of Freemasonry was. 
Masonic institutions have been tolerated in Italy since the end of World War II and are quite open about their activities and membership. So after uh, Benito Mussolini was basically hung upside down and beat the hell out of him, they got rid of their dictator. They were tolerated. All right, you guys can go back to doing what you were doing. Usually, right. when they're when a government when a government a governmental body says Freemasonry mm-hmm. is not cool, it usually means That's there's something not a going wrong right. with that government. Because right. if you look in history, right. every time yeah. that happens, it's because they're trying to. And you also have, in that same respect, you have a lot of Mason lodges pushing back against it yeah. when they start getting dictatorish, and they start basically telling. You know, infringing on people's rights mm-hmm. to organize. You know, and it's pretty much Freemasonry is protected in our Constitution, uh, the right to organize, yep. basically. Uh, that's yeah. Dictators don't like free thought. They don't like free that's thought. Free. They don't like or large organized groups yeah. that promote free thought or things that are closed behind uh, that are behind closed doors for the most part. Uh, but a special law was issued that prohibited secret lodges, the Grande Oriente de Italiano. After I like that. That's, That's not bad, bad right? It's the Grand Orient of Italy, baby. Do it uh, again. I'm digging this. Do it again. Grand Oriente d'Italiana. I'm doing good here. Okay. I'm proud of myself right now. Ken's the one who's sucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I'm better Kick, than this. I'm sorry. Kicking cameras and murder dirt or whatever he said. Kilted. <laughs> Kilted. Okay. Kilted. <laughs> Kilted. <laughs> Uh, after taking discipline. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> Be a thinker, not a stinker. <laughs> After taking disciplinary action against the members of P2 uh, with P2 connections, distanced itself from Jelly's uh, Jelly's uh, G- whatever his freaking name is. Gelly. His lodge. Gelly. Thank you. His lodge. Other laws introduce a pro- prohibition on membership in allegedly secret organizations for some categories of state officials. Now that's interesting because is masonry really a secret organization? I would have to see what their legal definition of that is because we publish our our membership roles, or at least it's, who our officers are. We have websites. We invite people to open houses. We're a society with secrets, but would we be considered yeah, by the letter of their it's law It's a really secret? gray area. To me, it's a really gray area because... I'd love to read the you can't as, the wording on it. You yeah. can't actually... If you're an outsider, you cannot come up during a meeting night yeah, knock on point. the door and walk in the door. Yeah, it's so in a sense that would be secretive. Yeah, but you know what? City council meetings are the same way. I mean, you could even go say like the Bohemian Grove is a secret society, right. but you can't walk into Bohemian Grove yeah. and not get escorted out for trespassing and arrested. So I, I mean, it's a funny area. We'd, we'd have to read the actual text in that law, right. I guess. To I'm trying to find it for you, right. because right now, I mean, Freemasonry is still a thing in Italy. Right mm-hmm. now, so I don't know if that mm-hmm. law ever got rescinded or whether it's just the right. interpretation of it changed. And here we go. These laws have been recently questioned by European Court of Human Rights. So you have a European court now saying, eh, this law might not be legal in but a sense. As, as recently as 2004, in a court case in Italy, Maestri versus Italy, mm-hmm. uh, February 2004, the court held that inflicting disciplinary measures on an Italian judge because of his members in the Order of Masons violated his freedom of associated rights under the European Convention on Human Rights, Article 11. Correct. So maybe that's taking a turn for the better right now. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a, it's in, it's a really gray area. I'd love to hear from uh, if there's any community members out there that are Italian Masons. Yeah. You guys can let us know what the Dan, climate if you're is watching. like there. 
So I found the actual text that's Damn, in there for Article 18, and I can read that too. Right, so Article 18. Citizens have the right to form associations freely without authorization for ends which are not forbidden to individuals by criminal law. Right. Secret associations and those which pursue even indirectly political ends by the means of organizations of a military, char- um, of a military character mm-hmm. are prohibited. So I think once P2 started to get involved with the political landscape of things, they were like, that's right. where Article 18 was like, all right, yeah, we're, we're banning that kind of right. secret society. Right. And okay. I think once they went clandestine, they were no longer recognized. Now they're this secret association that has political motives. Mm. Boom, you're done. You're out. That explains why uh, persecuting this judge over being a Mason in Italy was found unconstitutional yep. or yeah. a violation of his associated rights because... So there you have it. Uh, Ciao. Interesting. Rocco, good luck looking for corruption in Italy that dig does not go deep. (laughs) Why is Rocco not here for this discussion? I don't know. He would have been perfect. I don't know. Uh, Being watched. mm. He's afraid. (laughs) It's cringy. (laughs) Rocco. It's it's interesting how they word that, though. It's, It's... it's worded almost like, um, at least from my interpretation, it's worded almost like it's they're condemning it, but not. Well, they're saying, hey, if you guys are you actively getting together in secret and fomenting revolution against the government, right. we ain't cool with you. Yeah. Right. But you can get together, you just get don't together. plot against the government. But now, again, how do you regulate what they're talking about, especially behind closed doors in a secret society? Good point. How do you regulate that? Do they have to present their minutes? Well, I wonder if... And then who's the one who's recording the minutes? If under the Grand Orient of Italy, I don't know if they have the same rules that I would imagine they do about not discussing politics or religion in open lodge, then that's how you know, because it's in their constitution. And maybe that's why P2 ended up getting freaking canned. Because because of that, they were actively participating in undermining or talking politics in lodge. I'd love to know if that were the actual reason. And don't be surprised if maybe some other lodges... Uh, or Freemasons within Italy didn't hey, want that black mark against them mm. and said, hey, we're not associating with them. They're doing something that we don't want to, that we agree is right. not good. We're kind of tossing them out and then right. maybe somebody's dropping a dime on them to somebody else. Yeah, but it's... It just feels like, you know, you hear things, people hear things, mm. and then they want to take action, much like yep. with this podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna go down that road. Nicely done. You like that? Too? <laughs> well played. Uh, again, yeah, you read something in the newspaper, and assume it to be fact. I think. I guess in 2015. Um, <laughs> in 2015, Gelly died. Yes, it was Before not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, Rocco Alfonsetti, George Italian. George's Italian accent is real bad. Don't try that hard. <laughs> All I think is just the movie uh, Euro Trip. Ah, me scusi. <laughs> I think about Inglorious Bastards. Arriva Dirty. Arriva Dirty. Yeah, that was great. Bongiorno. Bongiorno. <laughs> like that movie was hysterical. Oh god, it was so good. It's like these are my Italian. Uh, these are my Italian photographers. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> whatever he said. I don't even know how you say hello in Italian. Hannah, how do you say Italian? Hello in Italian. What? Ciao is goodbye, isn't it? It's like aloha. Well, it was like good day, right? It was for both. <laughs> Ciao. Bonjour. Francesco Ronaldi. <laughs> it's, a, it's a freaking spaghetti sauce. <laughs> I 
I only know so much. <laughs> bon Jovi. Oh, that movie was Anthony, great. Anthony, it's Prince Baguette. He goes, Bon Giorno. <laughs> and then he, he starts rattling off For a the... bunch of things in Italian. And he goes, he looks around and he's like, uh, Bon Giorno. Yeah. He's going to say it any gag because he didn't, he didn't know what else to say because it's the only two words he used. This Tennessee accent. Oh, <laughs> Such a good movie. That was a great movie. That was a funny movie. But definitely uh, Euro Trip when the guy's on the train. Still he puts his hand it. on the kid's leg and he's like moving his leg, trying to get it off. <laughs> he goes, Excuse me, excuse me. Ah, me scusi, me scusi. <laughs> and then they go in a tunnel, and then he come out, and he's rubbing his shoulders. <laughs> Where, what are you doing? Ah, me scusi, me scusi. He starts rubbing Some, his shoulders someday again. Someday I'll see this movie. Yeah, someday. You'll laugh. It's pretty funny. We'll watch it here one night. Oh, we got the projector? We yeah. do. We should have a Masonic movie night. We really should. We should. Not with Puppet George, though, this time. The guy had to pee one time, and you're upset with him. <laughs> yeah, he just threw the whole episode away because of that. All right, I, fellas. I really can't find anything about their their charter revocation. Yeah, no. I, my assumption is that's what it was, and that's uh, again my complete assumption is that uh, the noise box. Who? Messner. Captain. It's, Captain. It's Slappy him getting him. in the organ with the with the cheeseburgers. <laughs> Naked. He's winding up the toy car. <laughs> Poor Messner has no idea. He has no, he has idea. no idea. He'd be pissed when he listens to his back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, what was I going to say? Uh, other than that, I think, I, yeah, the only thing I could think of with P2 is that that's probably what was going on. Somebody caught wind that they were doing some political shady Divisive stuff. Because, again, somebody so. probably, you know, was a mason and didn't like what was going on in the lodge ran to the grand lodge told them what was going being talked about and what was happening in lodge uh they could have you know grand lodges and they could have uh, who knows they could have put a probe in that lodge and found out that these were confirmed and uh there you go could you be any louder in the other room any louder we don't listen to text messages. We read them. We're in the middle of a podcast. We don't read anything. Uh, but anyway, um, that's my assumption is that what that's what happened. Uh, Greg yeah, Schultz, I mean, you cannot at... stop political discourse. Even within masonry, politicking takes place to move up the chairs or get on grand staff. <sighs> to a very minimal extent, I think. <sighs> I think in so much as it's banned in this jurisdiction, people try not to do that. I mean, obviously, we kind right. of know who's like, right. if it's a progressive line, we know who's next in line. We mm. know whether or not they're qualified to, to get to the next chair. There's nothing wrong in Freemasonry but saying, I'm willing to serve. Right. There is a problem with saying, I will lower dues, vote for me. Vote for me and I'll put you as one of my wardens. Vote for me and I'll do this. Vote for me and I'll do that. That's what we try to do. That is where you draw the line. And if you start doing that, uh, that's when you run into a problem. Absolutely. And, you know, it's okay to say that you're going to serve. But to actually um, make deals in order to swindle your way in right. is not very Masonic. Nope. Express your interest, make right. your interest known. 
right. let everybody know you're willing to do it if so elected and and it falls or I think falls. with this uh Geely, what are we calling him? Geely. Geely, whatever Geely. we're calling him now. We'll just call him I Francesco Rinaldi. I, I can't yeah. just call him Francesco the G because that's already in Gideon. Um but I think what this guy was actively doing was he probably was a political activist who did not like what was happening. This is again all my assumption. Uh, and you guys can that's have what it sounds like different based opinion the, based on the evidence that this guy was so pissed far. off that these the Christian Democrats were trying to shut him down. He was a political activist against them. He started finding like-minded people to join him in this effort. Said, hey, I got a lodge of a bunch of guys and we got some money. We'll start moving things around. We'll shake the tree and we'll kick these guys out. And that's what I think happened. And I think that somebody probably in Lodge had a problem with it. Said, hey, there's some shady shit going on here in P2. They went to the Grand Lodge. The Grand Lodge put somebody in play to find out exactly what was going on. I mean, no different than what our Grand Lodge would do. Yeah, right. They're not going to come in. Some, with, some they're not going to come now. in with a guy wearing purple. Yeah. They're going to come in with a guy who's got a dues card saying I'm from Ashlar Aspatuck Lodge when he's actually a Grand Lodge eyeballs. He's a he's a pro. He's a narc. He's a narc. Yeah. <laughs> um, Snitches get stitches. But uh, and that's Shouldn't probably what happened. Voice. I tr- I tried to. I should have said it in a puppet George voice. So you have. Uh, <laughs> so you, now you have. A confirmation from a member of the lodge who has a problem with it. You have a confirmation from the Grand Lodge's probe saying, "Yeah, this is exactly what they're talking about." And I seen what freaking Ray Collette wrote, or what Right Worship Brother Ray Collette wrote. He said, "Probed." Um, Grand Lodge probed. <laughs> and but that's what what basically happened. So now you know this guy comes back with his full story. Yep. And the Grand Lodge said, "Oh wow, this is really what's going on. Let's shut him down." They yep. got shut down. They didn't. They didn't stop what they were doing because they, again, they didn't care about Freemasonry up to that point. Their main goal was to shut down this Christian Democratic Party. Right. Mm-hmm. They were purely that a was their that was their motive at that point. Right. They were just using the lodge as a cover, so to speak, mm-hmm. and they continued on, and that's what ended up leading with a guy with bricks in his pocket underneath the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's but, really uh, a weird story when you think about it. Like I can't remember anything like that. Appearing yeah. anywhere in the history of Freemasonry outside of this incident. I like mean, the only other thing you say is the Morgan affair, and basically we found yeah. out that Lucinda Pendleton was the whole reason for that. Yeah, sweet, sweet <laughs> Lucinda, Lucinda Pendleton, <sighs> who was a ginger, by the way. We should close out this episode on uh, on the podcast with uh, little red hot chili peppers under the bridge. That would be a good little outro. <laughs> yeah, that actually would. Yeah. All right, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, I think we're pretty much close to closing out anyway. I think we've covered as much as we can. Again, there is more to this. You can get, this is a deep rabbit hole with this lodge, but I yeah. think we pretty much surmised what they were all about. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to Greg summarize Schultz. it too when we're not in Italy and, you know, there's not a lot of conversations here for Greg Schultz. I love doing this. I love when other people mess up because Greg Schultz, right, my pointy is... <laughs> I don't want to hear about your pointy. Is that you can't stop political discourse. He's absolutely right. You can't. Yeah, uh, that's true. If you catch when someone is watching clicks form. That's clicks, I think. C L I C H. He put cliches, but oh, cliches. Uh, but he means clicks. It's a Q U E S. Well, no, absolutely. I I in you know, clicks clicks will form uh, regardless of political discourse, and you could take political in different ways. I mean, it could be as simple as inside of lodges. You know, we want to raise dues. We want to lower dues. And yeah. you're going to get a divide on that. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to have 
you know, the the one side against the other. And it's very rare. And luckily in our lodge, we ended up pretty much dispelling that. Uh, I guess the, uh, the, uh, the yays outweighed the nays and the nays kind of moved away. But it was here too. Like every lodge has it. And there's nothing you're going to do about it. It's just... And, and again, I want to say that having a difference of opinion is not wrong. It's how you conduct right. yourself during that difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. And that conduction of how you act weighs heavy. Be respectful in your disagreements with yeah. other masons. So, what do you think, brothers? You want to lock it up? Lock it up. Lock it up. We'll come back uh, Thursday. We'll do something mm-hmm. else. Uh, we'll come up with a subject. If, hey, if, there, if you guys are watching and there's something you guys want to hear about, uh, chime in. Let us know. Um, Rocco said it might be pronounced Yelly. That's a good point. Yeah. The guy's name. Rocco would know. That's why I think we should have had some at least one Italian up here. We should have. Mm-hmm. At least one. I'm only like a quarter. Dan's a fake yeah. Italian, so. Yeah, yeah, but we could ask him. It'd be funny to ask him a bunch of Italian questions. It would be. Or pronunciations. We'll just refer to Dan on it. He'll probably knock him out of the park, though. That would piss me off, though. And then ruin the whole damn skit. The languages are pretty similar. (laughs) Uh, All right. So uh, if you guys want to hear something else that you want to talk about, we've covered the P2, I think, as best as we possibly can without sitting here for six hours. Um, But uh, Greg Schultz, it's hard to type thoughts in one sentence and have the received decode them in the way that they are intended. Oh, and F you. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, we heard that loud and clear. Yeah, I got that, that was, one. That was very clear. Uh, that was funny. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. So, uh, all right. Let's shut it down, brothers. Sounds good. Very well. For the Freemasons podcast, I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe, signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken, signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good day.